Hi everyone, this is Erica and Yvette, and this is the Melanin Pearls podcast. How's everybody doing? Mm. <laughs> mm. I feel like I should be wearing a t-shirt that says, I survived election day. Survival. <laughs> what was what was that? Um, uh, the Beyonce song with the girls? Uh, oh, I Survivor? Survivor. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So That's I it. feel like I should be wearing that t-shirt. You know, today's episode is called The Aftermath. And I mean, I feel like it's the aftermath of something just... Something. I yeah. mean, Yvette, I mean, how do you, I, how do are, you feel? There are no there are no words. I mean, literally, I was in a bad mood for three and a half days. Like, I literally told my husband, don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. I, I, I couldn't really eat. I was, like, achy, and I felt like I was getting sick. But I didn't know what was wrong. But now I know. It was just all the visuals and the data. It was just numbing as I just continued to look at that unrelenting truth. We live in a sick society. Yeah, we do. We do. And, you know, to me, this week has been like a telenovela. Do you know what a telenovela is? Ooh, I've seen those. Look, for those who don't know what telenovelas are, they are Spanish soap operas full of drama, twists, and turns. And that's what this week has been like for me. My phone has been like the morning paper. It was the first thing I looked at. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and look at it. Like, what are the numbers? What's going on? Mm-mm-mm. I felt like I was just in the midst of... Of a soap opera. It, you know, to be totally honest, Trump is not and never was the problem. He is just simply a visible symptom of the racism that is woven in the fabric mm-hmm. of this country, just completely woven in it. You know, he, he's a representative of the very real and tangible delusion that props up with white supremacy, that props up white supremacy, the white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like mm-hmm. we all knew this, we all knew it, but we we talked about this like the went like yeah, the, we the, the day the, after. We talked the day no after. one, no yeah. one wants to admit that this was a problem until you, we can't deny it anymore. The map showed it to us. Yes, the the leaky the leaky sink. Mm-hmm. You know it's leaking. You put the you put the cup underneath there on top of you know underneath. Um, you put the top the cup on top of like a, a rag mm-hmm. and you close the cupboard. Mm-hmm. Walk away. I agree. You ignore, ignore, ignore until you come home and your house is flooded. Exactly. And you know when we talked on the fourth, right? Yeah. I mean, because we just wanted to kind of touch base and everything, and just the sheer shock of the fact that this wasn't a sweep. It wasn't a done deal. Nope. It was it. A huge of the amount of the country supported Trump's ideology. Seventy million people voted for that crazy mofo. <laughs> voted for him. That's seventy million people. And if you break down the math, mm-hmm. that means seventy million people voted for a man who clearly represents divisiveness, like institutional systemic racism, anti-blackness. Like he's a proponent of it, and all that crazy stuff that he did. Seventy million people in this country still mm-hmm. thinks he was worthy of being reelected. That, that is some craziness. And that's what it was like for me, right? I mean, I, I think that for me, that's the big thing. The fact that, let, let's get outside of the person, but let's think about the ideology, yep, right? Yep, the yep. fact that you are willing to support someone who is a racist, a um, misogynist, and, and that was okay because, oh, um, I'm not going to be taxed as right. much. Like Whatever. that, like yeah. we were able to trade that in yep. and that was okay. And honestly, that had me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. I think I told you yep. a few days before the election, like I had a knot. A, a knot in my stomach for days. Like I just couldn't shake it. And, and the days that followed, 
it w- it was still there. I agree. I was in a bad mood too. Yeah, like I was like, mood. what is going on? Bad mood. But like, let's you know, let's just completely unpack this because you remember they made us say the Pledge of Allegiance I back in grade that. school. I remember you know, that. with liberty and justice for all. Every morning we had to say that. You know, cross your heart. Yet they all get mad when we demand liberty and justice for all. You know, and it's crazy. And I really started to think about you know all the white people out there where they really don't have a strong root literally in their culture. They don't place an importance on their lineage, you know, or have like a collective mentality. They don't think about the experiences of their great grandparents or the decisions of their great great grandparents, which have a direct effect on their lives today. They do not get it. They're the first one to say, well, I didn't do that. It's not that. They need to understand and accept that they are a result of the generations of decisions and actions and indifference and inaction of their four people. Mm -hmm. They are a result of that. I agree. And, you know, and and I feel that when we bring it up to light and when we when we actually handled it and address it head on, then it's almost like it's being taken as if we're trying to make you feel guilty. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty of anything. What I'm trying to help you understand is where I'm coming from. And I'm not saying that everyone is that way. I'm not, please don't take it as every white person being that way. That's not what we're saying. You know, and I can't say that because my husband's white. So there you go. go. But I think that it's just the, let's just try to understand each other's position because at the end of the day, if we all try to understand each other's position, each other's position, I think we could, we could get so far. Don't you think? I do think, so so it's it's literally I talked about this before it's that personal commitment that each person white black whoever needs to make to be better you know I always say this you know you are not responsible for the programming you picked up in the download years of your childhood but you are a hundred percent responsible for installing all the upgrades this is an upgrade it doesn't mean you don't love your parents anymore or your friends anymore it means that you need to make the personal commitment to be better Mm -hmm. do better Mm -hmm. and be open to something that's different and you know it's it's to the point where people need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable right I agree. And being comfortable with each other's point of view and being comfortable with each other's sexuality and being comfortable with each other's race. Should I go on? I mean, just being comfortable and accepting. It doesn't mean we agree. It never means we agree. We're not, we're, we're, it's not a groupthink thing right now. No, absolutely not. It's more about just accepting each other's opinions and, and siding on the right of decency. Yes. And, and I want everybody to remember this. Biden's win won't change the fact that 70 million people believe he was worthy of re-election. They voted for him. They ain't going nowhere. They haven't seen the light or the error of their thinking. These people just may become more emboldened and angry. You know, Mm -hmm. so let's be clear. Black women, black organizers did the work to save a country that doesn't even want to save us. Like us. Mm -hmm. At all. Mm -hmm. You know? You just be to roll up and thank a black woman today. That's what Listen, you need to do. Let me tell you something. Did I saw that all over my social media yep. feeds, right? I mean, yep. women like Stacey Abrams, um, you know, when we talk about urban cities like Philadelphia, Atlanta, Detroit, I yep. mean, 
we knew this was a life and death situation. So we, mobini- we, we mobilized and yep. galvanized because we understood that if we didn't do something about this, it was going to happen to us and continue to happen to us. So we had to put a stop to it. Yep. But it doesn't mean that the work ends here. No, totally, 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 totally does not. So um, I was thinking about, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember um, Schoolhouse Rock? <laughs> yes. You know, as your body grows bigger, your mind <laughs> must flower because knowledge is power, right? So, you know, I'm dating myself. I'm totally Ooh, dating girl. myself. So, don't for those of us. you, for those of you out there who don't know, Schoolhouse Rock was an, an animated series that first aired in 1973. Woohoo! Um, and it shows. Um, it's a, like I said, it's a full animated series that incorporates these really catchy songs to illustrate educational subjects, you know, as history. You remember, I'm just a bill. Oh, my God. Right. My right, right. And then um, multiplication, science, uh, basic grammar. Exactly. Conjunction. A function. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> Conjunction. Function. What's your junction? Like the whole thing. Okay. So I totally remember these catchy tunes. So I really think that the challenge is that today, people don't really understand Civics 101. No. They don't understand no. Civics 101. No. So I wanted to share with everybody Yvette's version of <laughs> Civics 101. Really short and sweet. You know, we'll put the information up uh, on our website, but educate yourself. Because what I'm going to share with you is going to open and blow your mind. Do you know, well, you may not know, there's over 500,000 elected offices across the United States. 500,000. 500,000. So wow. let's talk about U.S. government. We all know there is federal, state, and local. Federal, we all know, is consists of mm-hmm. the executive branch, legis- legislative, and judicial. and But each looks different at the national, state, and local level. Okay, so let's, let's unpack the federal level. So you know the executive branch includes the president who is responsible for implementing and enforcing the laws written by Congress. Okay. The legislative branch consists of the House and Senate, and they make up the U.S. Congress. Now, Congress has the sole authority to pass laws and declare war. Now, remember when stuff was kicking off and, you know, some presidents just wanted to declare war on their own or just bypass Congress. Mm-hmm. This is this is their job. Right. They're the ones who have the sole authority to do that. They can, you know, reject or confirm uh, many presidential appointments, and they have the ability, which we all know about, to um, evaluate our social, economic, and political system to improve them. Makes sense, right? All right. Then the members of the judicial branch, RGB, woo-hoo-hoo, <laughs> um, they are appointed and not elected, as we all know, right. haven't seen. Hello. Um, and they make up the Supreme Court, which interprets the Constitution and our laws. Mm-hmm. Okay. Executive branch, pinning it, done and dusted. Now, state government. State government consists of, you know, um, institutions like police departments, libraries and schools. Yes, yes, yes. And then the executive branch of the state government is the governor. Each state has one who is elected by the people. We all know that. And most states have a lieutenant governor, attorney general, and a secretary of state, and many, many, many more. So, and states can organize any which way they choose. So their structures can vary across all the states. So state legislators made up of elected representatives, and they create up 
they create the legislative uh, branch, becomes law, okay? They approve the state's budget. They talk about um, tax legislation. This is the people that tax us people in your state. So if you're worrying around New York State has the highest taxes, you know look, why. You know why. Mm -hmm. You know where to look. So um, they also tackle the articles of impeachment, which ensure that there is a system of checks and balances. Okay. The judicial branch of state government is their Supreme Court, which focuses on correcting any errors made in the lower courts so, you know, it holds no trials. And that court is normally staffed by appointment or election, depending on the state. Now, local governments, local, local, local. This is like where, you, you know, where you park your car into your garage and go home. Local, mm -hmm. local governments. These are normally counties and municipalities, um, as well as special school districts and or fire protection districts. So local government, mayors. Yes, city councils. We all know about New York City's, right? Um, go and they and other governing bodies, like school boards, school boards. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. um, like in New Jersey, we have freeholders, right. things like that. So each, like I said, each state is different, and so these positions are elected by the people, and their powers are granted by the state. Okay, now unpack that, dig a little deeper. Municipal governments. These are the cities, towns, boroughs, and villages and townships that look all different across America, all different. So someone living, so sorry, San Francisco is going to have um, about, I think it has over 800,000 people in it, residents. That's going to look very different than Watch Hill, Rhode Island, which only has 154 residents. So it's going to different per state, uh, per town, per city. So generally, um, the the municipal governments are responsible for like parks and rec, mm -hmm. right? Um, police, fire departments, housing service, EMS, you know, the ambulances that run around um, and a lot much more. Again, depending on the size of your city and what the city needs. So all of these levels, all of them, we need voices, ideas, experience and talents of amazing people, women, especially people of color, to ensure that we have a government of the people by the people and for the people again a government of the people by the people and for the people mm -hmm. that doesn't mean all white people yeah. that means everybody i agree everybody i agree and the same way you know we galvanize for this presidential election and, and senatorial election, we have to galvanize for every election. So to your point, Yvette, when we think about the municipal government and we think about it at the most local level, like we should be out there understanding the positions of those that are running for local office yep, because yep, yep. that impacts our day to day. Yep, yep, that yep. impacts just, you know, my sheriff impacts yep. my town. Um, and I think that we have, let me, I'll speak for myself, um, not necessarily looked at that lower level. I mentioned that in the previous podcast. And I think that this um, overview of civics, Yvette, is is so good yep. because I don't feel like it's it's not being taught that way. No, it's and, not. and it's almost being glossed over. Totally. So that you just think about, you know, the federal branch. Like yep. you're not thinking about it getting down to your local level and we have to be educated and we can't this is how we let things happen to us yep because we're not making those concerted decisions so i i agree with you completely and the way we went out for this we should go out for everything 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 everything, everything. every everything mm -hmm. voting is a strategy 
It's a strategy. It's not the end all be all. So it's important to be aware of what your politicians are doing past today, election day, right? They need to, you need to know, pay attention to which bills they are voting on, the decisions they are making while in office. You need to know who is representing you or who's not representing you. You know, this should probably go without saying, but knowing who your representative is, is the first and most important step in getting involved in demanding um, accountability. So go to websites like govtrack.us. You can easily monitor the bills they sponsor or and the votes they cast. So remember, people, settling for crumbs doesn't keep you fed. It just keeps you starving. Mm-hmm. So educate yourself. Who is your representative beholden to? Do they take money from the political action committee? Do they run? Did they run a grassroots campaign? You know, getting all these answers to these questions will help you understand the type of politician you are dealing with. If your representatives are not respecting all of their constituents, you need to lift up candidates who will. If your representatives are letting you down, let them know on the reg that you will replace them. You can do this by galvanizing, you know, locally, local activists and lift up people who are aspiring to be in higher office. Help build grassroots movements in your community. Mm -hmm. Create community demands on a local level. Understanding what you and your neighbors want from your representative are super important in order to actively hold your representatives accountable. But you got to be consistent. You know, this it's not like, you know, everybody show up on election day and then and then go sleep. It got to be consistent. It's like every day you need to make sure your voice is heard on the reg. Remember, politicians are only in their positions because we put them exactly. there. Exactly. We put, they work for, for us. us. Exactly. They work for us. So, if your elected officials aren't holding up their end of the bargain, they're not holding up their word, or if they're not representing you in the way you feel they should be, use your voice. The more people, the louder. The louder it is. So now's the time. You know, we need to start looking forward. Six, seven generations past us there's all the people that have died and bled for us they were looking to effectuate change for us people mm-hmm. they never saw never met will not even know about but they were thinking about us we need to do the same thing for all the generations that come after us the choices we make in this moment will have consequences on your children your grandchildren your great-grandchildren and so on and so on the power of the people is greater than the people in power the future is ours to create. We we have it. I agree. And we have the power. We've said this before. I mean, this is our, our third podcast talking about, you know, the vote and just our, our country. And, and that's how important it is for us. And you make an excellent point that this is generational impact, right? Yep. And the power that you have in your hands when you vote, and it's yours alone, right? No one steps into the voting booth with you. No one updates the ballot if it's a mail-in ballot for you. It is your power. And you you need to use it wisely and you need to use it in an educated fashion. Education. And I also think... Think about this. If you don't like what's going on on your school board, you run for the school board. Yep. There is nothing stopping you when you meet the qualifications to ins- to make that change and incite that change. Because everyone started somewhere and some might think, oh, I can't do it for whatever reason. But you can because there are other people that have. And they did it out of the needs that they saw that they could implement. 
and their position. So I don't think we should be afraid. If we want to run for office, there are resources out there. We'll put some resources out on our site mm-hmm. for you to look at and 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 say to yourself, I can do it. Yep. You know, Kamala Harris was once a, a little girl that grew up and decided that she was going to run for office and her career, you know, expanded. And now she's the vice president elect of the United States. Like Madam, that, Madam VP. Exactly. So that can happen. And we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't shortchange ourselves. If we want to be that change, we should be that change. Absolutely. And, you know, and you think about it in this century alone, the Dems, the Democrats, have our their record is three and oh when they have a black person on the ballot zero and three when they don't you win when we're included when women are on the ticket when black people are on the ticket you know and what you know i'm i'm kind of hesitant pause you know i i'm not like overjoyed about the biden win because i'm just i'm i'm peeping and watching i'm watching because as we should this, this whole thing is not about centering or assuaging the 70 million people that didn't vote for him they don't value the kind of world that we want clearly they don't you know we want a forward-looking future and pressing agenda that that includes Everybody, these United States, these United States, exactly. Biden and, and Kamala should not be wasting their time, you know, trying to appease white voters who who don't want the world that we want. It's it's a lost cause. Seventy million, just scratch it. Move forward. Just move <laughs> forward. I mean, I know that's a harsh thing to say, but at the end of the day, we may not all look or speak the same. But when you strip away all the veneers of nationality, religion, language, and race. What does it come down to? We're all human beings. And those 70 million people don't see it that way. So why bother? Mm, that's, why? That's deep. I mean, I, I feel that, you know, we have a long way to go. We and, do. And, and, I, and, and it is a we. We do have a long way to go. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Ex- and exactly. for everyone who thinks that Biden got in and like all things are going to change. No. Wake, wake up. Hello. No. No. Wake up. It's not happening. It's not going to happen overnight. It's it's going to get worse before it gets better. Trust and believe because there's 70 million people, some of them that are not in right of mind, who might be angry er, and more bold and do some crazy stuff. So be prepared. Right. This is not over. It's totally not over. Yeah. It's like it's literally is just beginning. And that's how I feel. I'm wary, right? I'm wary. I'm that's wary. a good word. Yeah, I'm wary because it's a little bit too quiet. It has been a little bit too quiet. You know and, something's coming. The, the other cons- shoe's going to drop. And the conspiracy theorist in me is like, it, it's just it's just a little too quiet. And um, it, it's a lot of work. But I feel that we as citizens um, in these United States, you know, we have to push forward for a better country, which will in end result in a better world. Right? For and everybody. For everyone. For so, everybody. So we just need to work hard. Keep the faith. I really like... I do like what Aaron what, said. What, yeah. what was what was said, you know, in our last podcast, you know, keep the faith. And, and um, President elect Biden said that as well. That was his mantra. Just keep the faith. Um, and we, too, will will persevere. But to Yvette's point, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Look, er- I, I want to say everybody discrimination and exclusion is wrong, but it's also dumb. You know, why are you going to hurt your self-interest? You're not even playing with a full freaking team. Like, think about it. I mean, if you just want to, I mean, just, just it's just dumb, right? It's just dumb. And there's just so many people out there that can't see the forest for the trees. And they are so, so attached and wedded to supreme whiteness. 
and they're deeply committed to all the isms out there and anti-blackness, you can't change that. There's nothing external is going to make them change. This needs to be a personal Mm -hmm. commitment Mm -hmm. to see something different. It's a personal commitment that you need to make that can empower you to have the courage to be on point all the time to support black people, to support humanity, to support equality, to support inclusivity, to to support equity. You need to you need to make that and also be good with the fact that the people that that you are surrounded with, your friends, family, they may not love you anymore because of that's your position. Right. You need to be willing to take that loss. Right. You need to be willing to take that loss. Absolutely. That's the only way this is going to change. And that is a personal Absolutely. decision. It's a personal decision. Biden ain't going to make you do it. We ain't going to make you do it. You need to come up to that point in your life personally it's a personal commitment to being a good human being right that's it and i think a lot of it is generational right it is my great 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 um thought that black people were a certain way and i was raised that way that's how i'm going to be um but it goes back to what i mentioned earlier too it's about understanding and sometimes we don't even get it we don't even try so if we don't try if i don't try to understand you then how could I possibly even learn to accept? Because I don't want to. Yeah. So, so Again, to your point, personal, it's, very, it's a very personal it's decision. It's a personal thing. Um, but, but I do think that, you know, I, I'm keeping the faith. I know there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Yep. This country, it's going to be tough for us, guys. And, and, and it's going to be okay, though. It's going to be okay. Um, but I think one of my main messages is... That if you see something wrong, you have the power to make it right. You, you are you, you are really the do. architect of your future. Yes. You either let it happen to you or you architect it. It can go which direction you want it to go. So don't sit home and say, oh, I can't go And if you don't do anything about it, shame on you. Shame on you. You are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing anything, you are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And we want people who want a change who want to see a world where everyone is treated equally like a human being. It doesn't matter your gender, your race, your whatever. It doesn't matter. You're human. And you know, Yvette, what what do you think? I mean, I was thinking about, you know, well, what can we do next? Like, okay, we've gotten through the presidential election. What can we do next? I think one of the things I was thinking about was, all right, I need to figure out what's the next election and I need to keep an eye on it. I mean, what do, what do you think? And, yeah. and educate myself and get myself ready to go. What, what would you think? I would say, I would say, peep, who, who are your representatives? Like, figure out who is representing you and what they stand for. Because if they don't stand for you, they ain't doing nothing for you. Right. That means nothing's going to change for you, for the people that they, that they're getting money from. They're, that's how they're going to move and navigate. If that's your representative, it should be your duty to unseat them and replace them with someone who is going to work for their constituents, who includes you. Exactly. That start there. I mean, we'll have information on the site um, about links about to once you identify who your representative is to see how they're voting past, present, what bills that they've supported all of that. Do your research. Again, no one's going to do this for you. This They look forward to these ebbs and flows when it comes to elections because now, historically, we just 
crawled away back into back our seat. hole and took a back seat mm-hmm. and they just run roughshod all over us what and nothing happens no change right this is the time do not go into bad habits do not fall don't sleep Mm-hmm. Do not sleep. Do your research. Find out who your representatives, you know, start small. Your mayor, town council, whoever. Then go next. Your house of representative, your senator. Go next. Your governor, lieutenant governor, you know, mayors, sheriffs, who, everybody. 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 If, they, if, they're doing, if they're doing things that don't help you, don't help your community, you need to, they need to go. Exactly. They need to go. They they. They don't have to. They don't have to stay here. <laughs> but they gotta but, go. But they gotta go. So I think, in essence, we have to continue to vote, like our lives depend on it. Because it does. Mm-hmm. It does. Every day. Every day you wake up. I I said to my um to my team, you know everyone's locked down with COVID, right? Tomorrow's not promised. Use your PTO. <laughs> Use your PTO because tomorrow's not promised in this sense as well. Make a change for yourself, for your family, for your immediate family, and for the family that you probably will never meet. Mm-hmm. Do the work and be the change you want to see in the future. And use your power. Because you're super powerful. Indeed. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And that's our show. Any samples of media remain the property of their owners. Opinions expressed reflect the individual's point of view, not the Melanin Pearls podcast. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes and Spotify. If there's a topic you would like for us to cover, let us know by visiting www.melaninpearls.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, we encourage you to visualize your best self. Mm